Hello fellow McClunkies, and welcome to Free Blood and the Bounty, the only Mandalorian discussion show hosted by the Imperial Senate podcast. I'm your host Charlie Ashby, and joining me today is my fellow Bounty Hunter Guild comrade, Claire Stribling. How's it going, Claire? I am splendid. How are you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad. Getting into the sort of Christmassy spirit as we're heading into this in the December. I, heading into what now? <laughs> sorry, I, heading was, into I was just uh, talking Deveronian for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's um, just getting in the mood for December, Christmas time. There's a lot happening right now. I'm, I, I'm not quite getting in the mood for Christmas time yet because I'm a little numb to the star Wars right now. Like the fact that episode nine is so close and like looming over our heads, like this dark cloud. That sounds bad. Not in a bad way, but you know, it's just, it's so close that I'm just, I just feel weird. (laughs) (laughs) I like just, I feel like I'm just going in autopilot and that's probably okay. (laughs) After episode nine, we can celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say, I was just speaking to you beforehand about how, for me, it's about three days' time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> till episode nine is in my brain. Four days till I see it. That's so crazy. Oh, my there God. Was, there was a moment when I watched that clip that got released, and like I had the spine tingles, and I was like, okay, this is the last Star Wars film in the Skywalker saga. And I know people are saying, like, oh, but there would be more films. Yeah, sure, whatever. But the Skywalker saga is what I loved the most. So I just felt really like like a child again. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. But also I don't want it to end. When you told me about that clip, I was in at work and I okay. literally went into the break room and watched it and I cried. It's so good. It's so- <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like, oh, Jesus, I'm not ready for what's about to happen. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Like I had a flashback to like when we were in celebration and we had that. And you laugh. and I sobbing like crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> but when we had that laugh for the first time. Oh my God. And like, that, oh. The explosions of like our brain synapses, like going in different locations, like trying to work out where this the could go. The whole room. And then I watched the that. whole energy, like the air was completely sucked out of that room. It was just like, what? 
it was so crazy. But then, like, I just remember, I just remember all like our brain functions going crazy, like trying to figure out how this happened, like what could, what could happen in the film. And then I watched that clip, and I had the exact same moment again, where I was like, "This is so cool." <laughs> I know, it's like the lamest thing to say. I was like, "This is so cool." I want to see Wars- it. <laughs> I w- we so Jake and I were doing our episode nine pre-movie rewatch right now. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> and I feel so lame because we were watching Empire Strikes Back the other day and he and, and I just like some moment happened. I don't remember which moment it, it was. It was like during the Hoth sequence at some point. And he like made fun of me so bad because at one point I just go, oh, I just fucking love Star Wars. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such an obvious thing to say, but it just overcame me at that moment. I was like, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, fair. we know, Claire. That, <laughs> you that dedicate hours of your time every week to it. <laughs> 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 you loser. <laughs> That's a shirt design. Oh, I just fucking love Star Wars. <laughs> Whispers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh um, man. Speaking about loving Star Wars, we've got a yeah. pretty good uh, pretty good bit of content this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially following on from last week, which I think we both agree was, um, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, is that Wookiee speak? Yeah. <laughs> That's my best shot, <laughs> which is not very good, but I tried. Yeah. I thought it was pretty It was, it was decent. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I get more stars than I did last week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so starting off with this episode, episode six, it is called The Prisoner, which is always a cool... I just love the, the titles. They're so simplistic. Um, I do too. They don't give a lot away, but they. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, they summarize things. Pretty dang well. <laughs> they give you yeah. a good enough tease in a way that you have no idea what's about to happen. Very vague, but also very succinct. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I feel like um, why don't we just kickstart off how we do every week. Claire, what were your main thoughts about this episode? This is the best episode yet. That's my first major thought is this is my favorite one yet. This is like what I wanted this show to be when they announced it in my brain. Bunch of rogues and crazy, weird, bad, bad guy individuals going on capers and adventures and, and, you know, action and suspense and a little like a little horror movie like at times that would like this Ooh. episode like resonated it like especially just blah I'm so overwhelmed I loved this episode and um it just reminded me of like the Rogue One Vader Hall scene of him hunting them down but in but much slower and this was just exciting and uh all of the original trilogy aliens were like making me cry and the cameos were um like amazing. The act, the performances I thought were excellent this week, which I did not think they were last week. Um, and just I I just like was giddy over the moon. This was so much fun, and I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I have to agree. I think this was my favorite episode as well. Like 
if I had to have a checklist for this show of stuff I want to have happen and see, this one ticked all the boxes. Yes. Um, it knew how to. It knew how to take care of me. If you get my no, <laughs> it knew what to do. It knew how to make us moist. It didn't want to just. It didn't want to just get that straight down to it, and you know, throw pl- throw platitudes in the form of nostalgia. Yes, it gave us what we wanted, and it took care of us in a new, interesting way. New, interesting way of telling stories that are Star Wars, but original and unique and exciting. Yeah, and even the sort of like classic elements have a twist to it that is new. Um, like for the like the X Wing scene, sure the X Wings, but this is the first time we see the New Republic yes. in action, which is really cool. And, uh, and some fantastic cameos in those cockpits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But <laughs> those cameos were just spawned. Like, Sadly, I got so I got good. spoiled by them. Oh no! Thanks to Twitter, because people like to just tweet stuff out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, a quick shout out to people who do that. Fuck you, um, because you ruined my experience. Oh my lord! Well, you know, I am happily. At least I know that the rest of The Mandalorian and Episode 9 will most likely not get spoiled for me because all of my social media is deleted. Not permanently, just till 9 comes out. So I can't even absentmindedly scroll through. So life will be good. There you go. <laughs> just go avoid people now. <laughs> that's You know what? That's usually what I like doing. <laughs> just avoid people. Ooh. Not just when 9's <laughs> coming out. <laughs> okay, yeah. So... Yeah, don't don't just do that. Think before you tweet. Like, yeah, if you have the hashtags, it's fine because I, I I won't see it. But if you're just gonna post a picture of Dave Filoni in the cockpit, like, <laughs> what the hell? Man? There's no reading between the lines there. That's just me looking at Dave Filoni in the cockpit and going, oh, that's gonna happen. That would have been cool to see. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, there is one. There is a cameo that um I didn't see coming. Didn't see tweeted about. And it blew my mind, so I'm really happy about that as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. That sequence, the horror sequence, was just superb. So good. Um, I thought Bill Bird did a really great job. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like so good. Because <laughs> he, like, he always jokes about like you know like not really being part of the Star Wars generation and making fun of it, but he did such a great job in blending in and then like putting up with the. You know, the silliness of it all. Yeah. He made it he made it just seem realistic, like a proper heist. He did, and I thought it was so interesting to make him the captain, because he doesn't seem like someone I would follow. <laughs> yeah. Or none of them did, to be honest. No. <laughs> I don't want to work with any of those people. <laughs> they scare me. Can I ask... Okay, here's the thing I want to ask you, because this is a controversial opinion, apparently, on the internet. Mm. Um, his voice... What did you think? His speaking voice? Yeah, like his Boston accent. Is it is it weird that I don't care that he, that he has a Boston accent in Star Wars? No. But apparently, the according to the internet, it is a problem. Okay, well, also Shmi Skywalker, our lovely Pernilla August has a Swedish accent. Are you guys concerned about that? <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and this is the, you know, people like people saying, "What about British people?" And I saw one reviewer 
who shan't be named. Um, hashtag, it's a cowboy show. Um, <laughs> say that, um, like the British, the British voices hint at like, you know, being like, raised in sort of aristocracy and stuff, which doesn't hold any truth at all when you think about Jin. Yeah. You think about Ray, like. Hmm. I just I just thought it was a bit silly. Like a weird argument. I think it's just we. <laughs> I was about to say we live in a diverse galaxy. We live in a diverse world, but why wouldn't we be? I just don't understand not being okay with having different accents appear in Star Wars when it's a you know infinite universe, a galaxy worth of of living beings that speak different languages and come from different places. I don't I don't think it's weird that there's a Boston accent in Star Wars. I mean, it's just it's it it could happen. <laughs> I mean, it's also part of his personality. So yeah. it just seems weird you want to cut that off. Like right. you want a Bill Burr, you want him to be a Bill Burn. Do you want it like yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's fair. So I I listened to the I watched the whole full Chernobyl um HBO miniseries. I just finished it and I listened to every episode of the HBO Chernobyl podcast. And the producer slash writer of it made a really interesting point. And he and I had never thought about this before. And he said the reason we chose to let people just speak in their own accents, even though they're in Russia, is we tried Russian accents and people were trying to act the accent, not act the person. And I think that's really mm. important. Let, like I don't think it should matter as much. Like <laughs> I don't know. Just Bill Burr is a comedian, and I can imagine wanting to change his voice would also change how he, how naturally he performs his character. I think he did an excellent job. I don't think his accent needed to be hidden or changed. I just okay. So I'm, it's a I'm weird okay argument. to yeah. I'm okay to to not be on Twitter this week. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> how how is Chernobyl by the way? So good. You ha- like it's only 5 episodes. And if okay. you watch it um I would recommend watching an episode and listening to the podcast. Okay. It's look. really good. Does it is, is there a warning for graphite imagery? <laughs> 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 Consider this your warning. You will get some of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Okay, thank yeah. you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> for that very specific Chernobyl Jake. Uh, uh, anyway, Star Wars. Uh, speaking of the, <laughs> the rest of the crew, we had a little Clone Wars cameo from. Well, not really a cameo because he's a cast member, but um, Clancy Brown. Clancy freaking Brown. I was so excited to see Clancy Brown as a freaking Deveronian, and I just want to hug him like Clancy Brown is a human. You know, and I just was so excited. Yeah. I was just, I, he makes me so happy. <laughs> and I just love that we get to see his face and he gets to play a super interesting character. In, and and it's him. It's it's Clancy. I was just like, yes, he's already a part of our Star Wars family, but now he's like double part of it. Made me, made me so happy. Yeah, now he's got like the, full, the full house in terms of live action, games. And animated, yeah. So it's just so it's just so cool to see him. Um, and he did such a great job. Very uh, physical presence. He was excellent as that character. 
And yeah, again, like we said earlier, use of um, classic aliens. It's just nice to see. It is nice to see. And I loved that it looked like they were, oh, sorry. This is, I'm jumping ahead. We'll wait till we discuss the next person. But um, yeah, I I just want to say to preface what I will say in a bit, um, the costuming was very loyal, I will say. Yeah, to the for OT. Sure. Uh, and speaking of OT aliens, we had Natalie yes, as a Twi'lek. I love her. I'm so scared of her. Oh, I want to yeah. hiss at people now. I love her. <laughs> or as uh, Bill Burr called her a freaking Twi. <laughs> a freaking Twi. When he said a that. Freaking Twi. <laughs> when he said that, I like just, I died a little bit. It was so good. Oh, I'm sure that's some sort of like racial slur against Twi'leks. I'm sure they don't like being, or, or Twi'leks, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, but I'm sure they don't enjoy being called a Twi, but I I thought it was a cool bit of characterization. <laughs> if, anything, if there's anything I love, it's in Star Wars, like, not only is there, like, they say about the, the well-used backgrounds and, like, the ships and stuff, but it's the same with the dialogue and, like, the context. So the fact that not only are these creatures and aliens involved, there's like a background, there's like a whole language and history of the language that has developed where there's like slang. And it's so it's, like, I just love it when there's like small details like that. And how he, like Bill Burr, I, I never thought I'd hear Bill Burr say Canto Bite. I know! It's a Canto Bite machine! <laughs> it's so cool. It's just so cool. I had so many episodes, or so many episodes, so many moments during this episode where I was just like, oh, it's so cool. (laughs) It was so lame. (laughs) What did you think about uh, Natalie Tennant's, like, uh, acting as the Twi'lek, like, the whole, like, the hissing and the the way that the accent, like, develops? I liked her. I, I thought she was so weird. And and creepy, and I think she did an excellent job at being just really, really creepy. And she, it, you don't often see characters in Star Wars. You like the way she fought with like throwing knives mm. and stuff. She was just and balancing the little knife on her finger. She, I just think that I got a really great sense of who she was as a fighter before she even threw anything. She reminded me, she was a little cat-like to me. Mm. Um, She was a little, just in the way that she moved. And she was just very much like ready to spark chaos. And I, I thought she was super interesting. I'm sad to see her go, but I loved to watch her leave. (laughs) Is that a weird thing to say? (laughs) It's a weird phrase to use to say that, but it's, it was, it was true. I, I thought she did an excellent job. Yeah, I think at, at first I was like, slight, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, it's a bit irritating. And then there's his moments in the episode where you see her drop the facade a little bit and seem very threatening. And I like that. And it made me love that even more so because it's like this playful, weird quirkiness to her. It's also like psychotic in a way. Like, she's like messing around with people. But as soon as she's in that mindset, she turns really quickly. And it's the same with her brother, who we see later yeah. on as well. They both have that weird sort of 
twisted mindset. And these characters really reminded me of that classic, the classic EU content I loved about like, you know, like the smugglers and the bounty hunters and the, you know, these are bad people. Like not everyone has to have a tragic backstory. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's just people, there's arseholes in the galaxy. And I just love seeing like these douchebags because it's like 15 minutes in and you're like, how how is he not killed all these people yet? Like I just feel like, yeah, oh, fuck it. This job sucks. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and like, as soon as they like see baby Yoda, that's the point where I was like, okay, we're supposed to hate these, these guys because they suck. <laughs> Which kept- they, they did a very excellent job sucking. <laughs> 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 they did so good. Um, also, can we just have a, a quick discussion about Baby Yoda? Of course. We can always talk about Baby Yoda. You can call me any time of day or night, Charlie, to talk about Baby Yoda. Bless you. Um, Thank you. Should we be concerned about Baby Yoda's, I mean, Baby Yoda's safety? Oh, Absolutely. Because this well, the- I don't really, I don't trust him as a guardian right now, to be honest with you. No, this is the second week in a row where he's been dropped. And like this time, he left him on the ship, in hiding, but on the ship with somebody. Well, with a droid, first of all, who's super freaking dangerous. Mm. Like twenty feet away from little baby Yoda. What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> My only, yeah, last week there was no excuse. This week, it, uh, to be fair to the Mando, it did seem like there was some sort of, like, backstory, like, thing between him and Baby Yoda where they've planned some stuff. Like, they know, like, to keep him safe, he has to go back in the drawer, you know. Like, I feel like there was a bit of a communication between them where he's like, All right, you stay here, you'll be safe. And, like, Baby Yoda, like, seems to learn quite quickly from that, like, when he runs away and stuff, which I really liked. But I'm just concerned about his well-being in terms of, like, being dropped and stuff. Like, is he okay? Do we need to, like, call some services? <laughs> Space CPS. <laughs> <laughs> Have you dropped Maybe. your child? Like, uh, this is, you dropped your child. It made, me, it made me so mad. Yeah, I was not feeling it. I was really upset. I was not digging that. But I... um. But I really loved the end, the moment at the end of the episode where maybe Yoda's about to like use the force on him and then Mando shoots him in the back and he's like, oh, did I do that? For like half a second, <laughs> baby Yoda was like, that wasn't what I was trying to do. <laughs> it was My so God. cute. So cute. <laughs> the power I have. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Hey, da- hey, daddy. Oh, it was daddy. Oh, bless him. Um, Yeah. And um, the last member of the crew to talk about is Zero, the droid. Yes. Who made me so fucking happy because it is one of my favorite all-time comedians. Richard I-80. He's so freaking funny. He made me so happy to hear his voice. I was like, I had to immediately pause the episode and Google to make sure he was him. You're like, please tell me this is true. Please tell me (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever watched the IT crowd? No, I have not, but I've watched a lot of the, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking, I'm not from the, I'm not in the UK, but every year the the quiz show, the big, uh, Big Fat Quiz of the Year, Big Fat Quiz of the Year, I always watch Big Fat Quiz of the Year, and he makes some really excellent, (laughs) 
really excellent so, appearances on Big Fat Quiz of the Year. It's so good. He's just so funny, so good. I recommend watching the IT Crowd if you haven't. I just got. I just kept thinking of like quotes from that show, but as the droid saying it, it just kept making me laugh. Uh, so good. What's the difference between memory and RAM? Ha! Huh? Memory is RAM. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, oh my god. So, <laughs> so hearing him, hearing his voice was so cool, and it it was his um, pomposity added to his threat for me because he was so overconfident being a droid that actually and like seeing his skills with the ship and everything he actually made you think that oh he could be pretty dangerous yeah definitely and I did not like that he was piloting the ship by the way did not like that plan like ah okay oh because you're anti-droid no I'm not anti-droid I'm just anti-people that could harm baby Yoda (laughs) that's, that's fair you know. To be fair, he didn't, he didn't know that Baby Yoda was on board. Yeah, well, he definitely was not driving like there was a baby on board. That's that, I mean, true. True, true. Or like yeah, any so, life forms on board. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stick on the back. This is Bill Burr on board. Bill Burr, Burr on board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so obviously the whole point of the episode is the... Uh, uh, to retrieve a prisoner who ends up being the brother of the Twi'lek on the prisoner ship, which is a New Republic prison ship, which is so cool yeah. to see. And there's cool little droids with a little uh, New Republic symbol on them. Yeah, let's talk about those uh, we, prison guard droids. I don't know exactly what we're calling them yet, but I... I love getting a new droid in, in Star Wars. That's one thing I love. Like, Clone Wars kept giving us new droids. And, you know, I, I just, I love seeing new droid designs as far as I'm aware. Um, and they looked sleek. Hell yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Except they went down really, really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. The only thing that made me weirded out was the, was the oil in the arm. Yeah. Why? 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 <laughs> Why is it? I think it's because we're so used to droids in Star Wars being like electronically connected by stuff. Mm, yeah, definitely. Like 3PO, every time you see him being fixed, it's just like with a welding torch. Whereas this time it's like pure oil <laughs> leaking out. You guys better not fix that guy with a welding torch or you're all going to go up in flames. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to go down the way of the super battle droid. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was trying to remember, was was those droids the same as the ones in the Colossus or not? Hmm, I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I just, yeah, I was just trying to remember, like, I'm trying to find if there's any information about it, because I didn't, I didn't think there was, but... Maybe. Uh, the droids look cool anyway. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And it was, I just love seeing the Mandalorian do his thing and like how creative these fight sequences are. They continue so to be just like 
visually interesting choreography, like fight choreography. It's bizarre, and he 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 takes them out in a lovely, diverse <laughs> set of ways, you know, <laughs> as those useless bastards just sit and watch. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, and then, and then and then have to go to say clean up, right? <laughs> How fucking dare you, sir? <laughs> I mean, you can be dead, but whatever, fine. Yeah, I'll clean up. You're like fuck you, man. Um, I yeah. So obviously, the episode is directed by Rick, uh, Famuyiwa, and like episode two, he does a really really great job at taking classic things we've seen before. And sharing them in a new way. Yes. And I feel like that's what was so cool about having like the Twi'lek, the Deveronian, even just small things like the mouse droid. The mouse droid. Poor buddy. Okay, I just wanna, um, is it okay if we take a minute silence for the mouse droid? Of course. Okay, thank you. I was like, this is really great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to leave us an iTunes review, uh, please uh, give us a good one. Um, <laughs> the mouse droid got destroyed. Everybody not, play, not great. Play your sad Sarah McLaughlin music. Sorry, buddy. Oh, break my heart. This is a flashback to the mouse droid. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you sang that in the style of uh, the circle of life. <laughs> no, that's how the tune is. That's a, that's the melody. Well, there you go. It's the same thing. Sarah McLaughlin ripped off Disney. Go get them. It's the same. Lawyers and it's like um, how how Gautier ripped off uh, Barbara Blacksheep. Oh my god. If you ever listen to somebody that I used to know, the, the tune is literally Baba Black Baba Sheep. Baba Black Sheep, have you any more? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. Oh, my See? God. <laughs> <laughs> what? Take that, Gautier. Oh, my Lord. Next time you listen to that song, you'll never be able to hear Baba. You'll just hear Baba Black Sheep. Oh, dang it. What have you done? Or alternatively, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. A B C D E F G. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the mouse droid. <laughs> How about the mouse droids? R.I.P. Buddy. Why do they? Why we got to look after the mouse droids? They get you know abused too much. Like you guys are so mean. I will say the Mandalorian is really picking on a lot of the little guys I care about. That's my one qualm yeah. with the season overall. Is Will you quit destroying everything I love? Please <laughs> quit killing everything I care about. Like, just please give us one thing. Just one nice thing. Maybe if you guys fucking touch Baby Yoda. Oh, I swear to God. Sorry. I'm okay. I'm fine. I think, yeah. I had a similar reaction where there's the there's a Gungan joke in this episode. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> And I actually like I liked the joke because it was it wasn't mocking the Gungans. No. 
it was it was like joking at the fact that he could be a Gungan. Yeah, I would um, love that. <laughs> that would be I look forward to seeing the fan art of Gungan Head in the Mandalorian armor. I have to Photoshop that. It's gotta that's, happen. That's great. <laughs> so but good. the thing I I was watching reviewers and like reactors to the episode. And they all were laughing like, ha, fuck, yeah, the Gungans are shit. I'm Aww, like, come on, guys. No, no good sir, you are Gungans wrong. We Gungans here. I love Gungans. We do. Gungan or get out. <laughs> what did you think about the other cameos in the episode? Um. Wow, okay, let's get going on these cameos here. So can we talk, wait, did we talk yet about our X-Wings? Everybody who's who's sitting in a seat in an X-Wing? We haven't yet, but why don't we go chronological order? Chronological order. Okay. Oh, God. Now I have to remember them. <laughs> so, so it's only one. Am I missing it? So the New Republic uh, Guard. Do you remember the New Republic Guard in the episode? Yeah. That's Matt Lanter. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> he didn't know. How didn't they recognize Matt Lanter? Oh no. Fake fan. What? Oh my god. I'll send you a picture. Oh my god. I maybe I was just I I, I have yeah, to look at him again. Engrossed in the plot. Oh. Oh my god. I'm a bad fake. fan. I'm a fake fan. Nah, you're all right. You're good. Psh, I mean, I knew that. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I've got, I've got a picture. I'll send it to you. Please do. Please do. Also, the New Republic outfit is so cool. It's so good, and I love that we still have like the cool, like sort of the Death Star gunner helmet sort of thing. Yeah, like the Rebel Alliance oh classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody likes that shape, it seems. Everyone likes that shape. It's great. I like how they called it Egg. <laughs> egg Egghead, I think he called him. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. I just got the photo of him. But that's so crazy that I, first of all, that I didn't recognize Matt Lanter, but also just that I just, the outfit is so, so cool. I just, I, I love now that we get to see like more of the New Republic anything <laughs> um, that we're filling in that time where we haven't gotten much in live action. We've gotten stuff in novels and and we're starting to with Resistance, although this is post when it's already fallen um, or during Resistance, it's post when it's already fallen. But it's just so cool. And I love seeing how the design has changed as the years have gone on. It's fascinating, and oh, I'm just so happy. I'm just <laughs> they are. It's like the more it changes, the more it stays the same. Yes, exactly. And you can see a transition as time has passed. And it's so special. Like I remember reading Aftermath for the first time and seeing the New Republic symbol. Yes. And getting such a tingle down my spine, and then like seeing it in live action. It's so cool. And it's just one of those just silly things with like, I was like, oh my god, it's Matt Lander. It's Anakin. <laughs> Matt freaking Lander. 
So yeah, when you watch that scene again, you'll hear his voice. He, you're going to go crazy. Oh my God, I'm so excited to watch it again. <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, yeah, but why don't you uh, go into the X-Wing? Uh, yeah, and I just like fell out of my chair because the first one we get is like Dave Filoni. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> nice to see you, buddy. Like we've gotten his voice and stuff before, but it's just nice to see, nice to see your face, Dave. You look good in that pilot outfit. <laughs> He's so good. He's perfect. He's just—it's just his face just makes me smile in general, just because he's such a delightful mysterious gumdrop of a human and just always in such like a bubbly like kind of mood it seems that it's just nice to see him you know <laughs> oh i'm just i love it and our di- and our directors are getting a lot of love in this episode which i also love because hell yeah our, the directors for the mando are awesome <laughs> yeah and rick family you and deborah chow with the other x-wing pilots i know i was so excited <laughs> and they looked so cool they looked awesome I really want a Deborah Chow action figure and a Rick Femiui uh, figure and a Dave Filoni figure. Star Wars. You know Please. what? Maybe that'll be my next, like, if they do that, that should be my next, like, Star Wars collection that I start is the roles that Star Wars directors play in, in Star Wars. That's a good one. You know, like, get me, like, a Prey Vizsla action figure and get me, you know. The George in the opera in the purpley <laughs> outfit, and just I want all of those action figures. Just the X Wing pilot set would be actually like a great free figure set for celebration. At w- oh, Di- Disney Lucasfilm, listen. I know you listen to this podcast. Do that, please. <laughs> yeah. Do that. We will buy it from you. I will buy ten. And did you see what um, Dave's character's name is? No, what is it? Trap a wolf. Oh, of course he's a wolf. <laughs> I, was like, I was reading the description, so I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, my God. He's like, for sure. I can imagine that conversation of Dave just being like, okay, I'll make a cameo, but only if my name is Wolf. Yes or no? I'm a wolf. <laughs> I'm a wolf. Okay. It just reminds me of that, uh, that meme, you know, the kid that goes, and they edited Dave's voice in it. He goes, I, I like wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Have him dressed up as a wolf instead of a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We have fun. Oh, um, God. I guess we should move on to the next segment, which is basically, um, was there any moment that specifically stood out to you? Oh. I don't okay so the problem is there's a lot of a lot of specific little moments. I think I mentioned like our baby Yoda moment of the week where he thinks he blew up our our droid our Richard Ayoade for a minute. That was excellent. The entire horror sequence was excellent. I just mm. I, I everything and I loved that but that's the problem. It's not like a moment. It's like every single last second. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. But, and like, I love that each character got their own just desserts and we each got to feature them in an action sequence against the Mandalorian. Um, I loved the moment, like probably my, even though the, the Clancy fight, the Clancy Brown fight was probably my favorite 
action sequence of the whole thing. Um, I think that the Bill Burr death, that just gave me chills <laughs> with the lights flashing. That is that is straight Michael Myers. <laughs> it's like where the lights are flashing and then he's a little bit closer and then a little bit closer. And then you think he's going to be behind him, but he's not. And he turns around and he's done. Like that is excellent horror movie style action. And that was just, I was just, so and in this it's but this time you actually want him to the killer to win it's like it was that was probably my one of my my favorite shot my favorite series of shots in the episode was was hunting down bill burr <laughs> yeah that was my one as well i call it the batman scene oh it's very batman it's just so good oh it was just like so, oh Ooh. And the set design, I don't know whether this was intentional or if it was just a coincidence, but it reminded me a lot of, have you ever seen uh, 2001? Yes. That's what it reminded me of, where it's like pure white, um, sort of hospital cleansiness sort of style, where it's too clean. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the lights go red, immediate horror. Because oh. the white obviously helps reflect the red back off. Oh, absolutely. That's one thing I thought, as I think that like our little buddy Opie Pit must be working for the New Republic because there was one shot where they come around a corner and it's like the gray slate floor. Like you could eat off of that floor. It was just so, everything was pristine. And I'm like, I don't think anybody's ever walked on this floor. Otherwise, this would not look like this. <laughs> Without droids. Yes, exactly. It's like, what? Oh my God. Yeah, and it was just like, cool to see all those characters get the just deserves and that scene with um i'm trying to remember what his name the character's name but it's clancy brown's character where they did the door shot and it was kind of you feel like oh, that's a shame we've already seen this a lot in the trailers and we've seen it in the first episode so it doesn't really hit and it just feels a bit lazy right and then the other door comes you're like okay they got us <laughs> like oh i when he caught it I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, oh, we're going to do this move again. We're going to decapitate him. But when he when he does catch it, his name's Berg, by the way. Berg. Mm-hmm. Mm, Berg. And when he does catch it, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It was awesome. It was just creative. Every scene, everything was creative. And I loved watching the Mandalorian have to adapt the way he fights based on what challenges he faces and just shows exactly how lethal and skilled he is you know his chops have been have far been proven but this is my favorite time my like it was my favorite series of fights probably all of them were in this episode yeah for sure like this is such a great directed episode and also i have to do a, a quick shout out as well to both uh rick from and also christopher yost who has written episodes for star wars rebels he wrote Super Commando, all the sort of the Mando heavy episodes. And I think he wrote Doom from the fourth season. Oh. And also he's co-written. He co-wrote For Ragnarok, uh, For the Dark World. He's written loads of comics. He wrote and created one of my favorite shows, which was um, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. They both wrote this episode and it's so good. It feels such a classic Star Wars feel of an episode. Like it, It's like if you've got the, the darker elements of A New Hope at the beginning 
took it out, made its own show, that's what you'd have. And I thought they did a really great job. Yeah, definitely. I, c- I couldn't agree more. And I, I know um, I know we spoke, well, me and Nikki spoke last week about our thoughts about Diffie like writing and directing in live action. And I had like mixed feelings. Um, I wasn't really impressed I... last week with the writing. Yes, neither was I. But I feel like um, Rick did a great job balancing both the direction and the writing in this episode. Yeah. But then again, he it was yeah, it was co-written. But you know, still, like, there's when you do both things at the same time, it's pretty hefty sort of challenge. So, like, good on him. It can be taken to it. It can be a pretty hefty challenge. But I think that one thing that he did was write better as well to his directing style mm-hmm. than Dave Filoni did. Um, I think that sometimes. Because I feel like a lot of moments from last week reminded me of Rebels a little bit, um, just in the way that it was all very cartoony. It didn't feel real to me. Um, it just, I just feel like it didn't translate quite as well to Dave's. If it, okay, I feel if last week was animated, maybe we would feel a little different. And I that that, that doesn't mean that I am trying to look down on animation. I just mean that. We are talking about a live action Star Wars show meant for an older audience than than Y7 Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. I think that tonally it would have been different if we would have been more, you know, if it, we were expecting something else, I think is what last week, you know. And then, but I think that Rick uh, did a really, really excellent job writing to his own directing style and it just felt right and the casting was perfect, and he directed them excellently. Yeah, I feel like as well. Last week, there's there's some there's some comedians that take really well to like heavy acting stuff, depending on the direction. And sometimes it could be distracting. Like I love Amy Starris, and um, you know, having Princess Carolyn. Love her so much. Having Princess Carolyn is always great. But obviously, like when you have the Mandalorian, he doesn't speak that much. And she's very outspoken. Like the focus is on her. Whereas I feel like Bill Burr does a great job in this week's episode, like, like sort of balancing that between Pedro and him. So like it didn't feel like what he was overpowering what the Mandalorian was doing. Definitely. If that makes sense. No, it it absolutely does make sense. And but that's part of the thing that I will I will say for Amy Sedaris, as much as I love her. She is very cartoony in real life. Yes. I think that's part of it. Um, That's the way she is. And then on top of it, she's acting with a man in a helmet and a bunch of droids that aren't there Mm -hmm. and a puppet. Yeah. Which as realistic as it is, it's... She's not really with other people. Bill Burr does get the benefit of being around an ensemble of people reacting off of a group of people as opposed to Amy Sedaris last week. Um, but that's not to take away from his performance because I think as an ensemble, they did excellent together. They were they were they had a great dynamic together. They reacted off of each other really, really excellently. I thought their chemistry was good. And... Um, and I still love Amy Sedaris last week. I think that she was still funny, but not my favorite performance as much as I love her. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Like, you know, I'm going to be mad at having Amy Sedaris talking to 
playing poker, like uh, not poker, playing um, <laughs> playing card games with um, pit droids. With pit droids. <laughs> it's like just, okay, that's cool. I'm always down for pit droids. That's for sure. But you're definitely right about the um, group dynamic. It definitely felt real. Like, yes, th- these people had a history. And it all blended in very well together. I love the, the set designs, everything for the ships, and just... Oh, it's so good. And also... Yes. It just, yeah, I don't know, the episode just felt like it... We delved a little bit more into the Mandalorian. So, while last week was a separate journey, we didn't really learn much about the Mandalorian. Yes, def- yes, I agree. I mean, we didn't learn anything, I would say. No. Um, whereas this week we get a, a bit more about his past, um, about maybe his moral ambiguity. And that he cares about people that he doesn't want to kill if he doesn't have to. I thought that was an interesting thing to learn as well. Yes. That he, I, something has happened. I, he was not always that way because he palled around with this group of scum. Mm-hmm. But things have changed and... You know, I think it says a lot about him not wanting to kill Matt Lanter. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if that's something to do with the regime change. Mm. Or is it, yeah. you know. I could definitely see that. Like, maybe it's, there's less of an excuse to be that way in the galaxy that's now somewhat um, got some, some sort of structure and less of a, you know. There's no fascists. <laughs> Always helpful. Um, so yeah, that, I found that really interesting. Gives you something to think about. Um, he has an actual like arc in this episode, um, which I thought was pretty cool. And yeah, like the really awesome thing is that he doesn't kill any of the crew apart from the brother. Which you know, what I'm about to say is that these this, these guys could come back, and I really yes. hope they do come back. And Obviously, not only were they annoyed because they got locked up, but the brother being killed, I mean, that heavily suggests, I mean, that's, that's got to be something, right? There's a big old target on his back now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely want to see them come back. I, thought be, I think that'd be a great idea. Oh, yeah. I would, I just, I adored every last one of them, and I want to see them mess people up again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't we end on what we do every week, which is what would our rating be out of 10 Beskar? Claire, what's your rating? So this is, as I said, this is my favorite episode of the season. I just was in 100% every second of the way. The, you know, the little, I guess Easter eggs aren't the, aren't the right words, but the little references to things we've seen before, they weren't hitting you over the head with a sledgehammer like last week. They were fun. They were unique. They were unexpected. And they were just, they just delighted me every step of the way. Like we mentioned Gungans and Candlebite and, and, um, and yeah, I just think that what this episode added to my understanding of the Mandalorian as a character of the society we're living in now and, uh, and just, you know, a bit of Baby Yoda's awesomeness, you know, got some awesome Baby Yoda this week. I think that it added a lot, um, a lot to the universe and to our understanding of where this story could potentially go. 
Um, I loved it. It was just fun. And from start to finish, it was suspenseful. It was, I just, I loved it. I just, I I don't, I'm not very good at articulating how I feel right now, but (laughs) I just think that it was an exceptional piece of Star Wars content. And I hope that means that uh, we get more of this creative crew in the future. And uh, I would give it nine out of 10 Beskar because I, I loved it. Definitely, definitely, definitely loved it. Yeah, for sure. That's a great sort of summary. And I really like the thing you said about the references compared to last week. Mm-hmm. Now, this week, when they when they reference Canto Bite, for example, it makes sense because it's, it's basically space Las Vegas. If you were to say to me a reference like, oh, that looks like a Las Vegas uh, coin machine, I'd be like, I get the reference. It makes sense. Whereas... It, that's, there's that and then there's also hey remember the cantina from Star Wars we're in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember when there weren't any droids in here guess what there's droids in here now. <laughs> remember where Han shot Greedo there's a guy that looks like Han insane like there's that and he's sitting in the exact same position yeah it's like ugh. yeah I get ya um, for me personally, I really again, I really love this episode. It's my favorite out of the bunch. Great cast, um, great set design, great direction, great writing, great costume um, design, including floppy Twilic head tails. So good, and <laughs> that whole, like I said, that whole new Republic outfit. I love it. <sighs> the blue and the white, like just so great, and I just yeah, and. The X Wings look amazing. For a TV show, that's film quality. Like those X Wings could fit in Rogue One. It's so well done. And, you know, it's so stupid. I'm 23, nearly 24, and just hearing those X Wing sounds still make me like giddy. Um, yes. How could they not? <laughs> I truly can't think of any like massive criticism for the episode apart from the fact that they dropped Baby Yoda. So I will give it a 9.5. <laughs> Did you say 9 out of 10? 9.5. 9.5. It's a heavy, it's a heavy. I know it's a big rating, but I truly couldn't think of anything to sort of, I didn't like about that. Yeah. I feel you. This is just, it was just satisfying and impeccably done. You know, I just. Yeah. They're going to have a hard time topping this one for me because it was just awesome. This was Bounty Hunter's the way that I wanted to see him. Yeah, this is this is what I wanted to see for a long time. Like, if you could just have well ideas of what IGAA and Boba Fett were doing, it's this, it's this little ragtag. Like, I remember reading that Shadows of the Empire comic where uh, Boba Fett has Con Solo and everyone's just chasing after him, like, trying to fuck him up and steal Han Solo. Like, IGAA comes out, it's like, <laughs> trying to blow him up and stuff. It's just, that's what I got with the vibe from this. It's just so great. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. I think so. Oh, by the way, everyone, if you're wondering, uh, Nikki's in Carbonite. Um, <laughs> he, should, he should be unfrozen about next week, would you say? Yeah, roughly. Maybe four mm-hmm. days from the time we're recording this. Oh, that's a, a good idea. Yeah, I think that might mm-hmm. be 
the time period. Well, <laughs> if you'd like to catch up with us, don't forget you can check out our website, which is imperialsenatepodcast.com. If you have any questions about this episode of The Mandalorian, which airs... When is this next episode there? Oh, is this next one on... This episode six. So the next one airs Wednesday or Sunday? Because the, yeah. we're getting two episodes in a week for the last two. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, it'll be out when it's out. and <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> It'll we'll, be out sometime. <laughs> yeah. Chapter we're seven comes out on the 18th. 18th. So three days. Yes. So... Yeah. Day before Star Wars. Good day when Star Wars comes out for some people. <laughs> yeah, well, I hate you. It's fine. <laughs> okay, that really upset me. <laughs> I'm really insecure. <laughs> oh, God. Your love and attention means a lot to me. Does that really hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh. Do it. Um, if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so by picking up some sweet swag from tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Imperial Senate podcast or by becoming a patron on our Patreon page. Dear boy. Um, and if you haven't had enough of us, you can follow us on Twitter at Pod or on Facebook by searching the Imperial Senate podcast. Um, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. The Force will be with you always. Bye. See ya. Um, rest in peace, Mouse Droid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.